0: Many churches are doing live streaming, and that's a good thing, right? However, many of them are doing it the wrong way. Is your church doing it the wrong way? Find out more next on the Church Solutions Podcast.
1: Welcome to the Church Solutions Podcast, brought to you by JSL Solutions. The Church Solutions Podcast is designed to help equip you and your church in the use of technology and other tools and services.
0: And now, here are your hosts, Steve Lacey and Phil Thompson. Welcome again to another edition of the Church Solutions Podcast. My name is Phil Thompson. And I'm Steve Lacey. And uh, we come to you every week as we do this. Uh, We've been doing this for a long time. I think uh, Apple says this is episode 268, although we were doing this before Apple existed. So, uh, all right, maybe not. But we were doing it a long time ago, and uh, it's always a pleasure for us to do this with you. And today we have a very special guest. Kenny Jong is with us today. Kenny, how are you?
1: Great. Great to be with you guys. Always fun Uh, whenever I have you guys on the schedule
0: yeah well, we have a lot of fun with you and uh from trying to pronounce your name to uh just guessing what you do uh, <laughs> but you you actually have been involved in uh helping churches and, and nonprofits do strategic marketing for many years. How long have you been doing this, Kenny?
1: I don't know it's kind of like I, you got to thank Al Gore because he invented the internet right and so maybe it's back then um, probably I think we've been doing this for about 18 years now 18 or 19 years yeah uh, wow and, and
0: you've you've been a former pastor you've been in ministry for a long time too
1: yeah so the the thing that has I feel like this this year in particular I'm calling it the revenge of the nerds uh, because in the past, I've served uh, as a church online pastor and then as a media pastor for social and digital, et cetera. Back in the day, you were fighting for the attention, and now it's like you're called front to the mat immediately, right? And so it's like right. it's our day; it's our day right now.
2: Yeah. yeah, I like that. I never thought of it that way, but it, that's great. Yes, our time has come. Our time. Pins in the come. nerves. Yeah, I <laughs> consider myself one of those nerds too. We are here. The nerds. The nerd you nerd must embrace nerds. tech yeah, that's right. or die.
0: <laughs> that's right. All right. So Kenny's been doing this for a long time, working with social media and, and just working with churches. And we, we love having Kenny on. It's been a long time. So uh, so So Steve, what are we going to ask Kenny today on our podcast?
2: We're going to go over the mistakes that churches are making with their streaming services.
0: OK, ah, so I love missed
2: opportunities and mistakes and things like that. All Absolutely. right. Well, let's well, just I, jump into it. Go ahead.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, uh, how do you want the list? Do you want an alphabetical height order? <laughs> I mean, we can start anyway. Um, <laughs> I'll throw one out there for you. And I think the first thing, the largest issue that's like a blanket for everybody is right now is that we are not treating the medium in which we are using with respect we are just basically seeing for the most part churches copy paste what they've done offline and try to replicate that online and that just doesn't work and it's and it's i'll i'll point back to each media revolution that we've gone through where it was print into radio and then radio into tv and now tv you know, into video on the internet, each jump you've seen at the very beginning, they've they've done the copy paste strategy, right? When they did radio and turned on, went to TV, you would see radio personalities in front of a mic and they're just reading scripts as if it's the radio and that's what the TV shot would be. And then finally it evolved to respect the medium. And then you're using the visual part of the AV for television shows, et cetera. Same thing here. We can't just copy paste a single cam, I don't care, even if it's a three cam shot of your offline services, and then just copy paste that entire service into a Facebook live stream. That's not respecting the medium, it's not respecting the people,
2: right? And the churches are guilty of this as well with the social advent, right? Because they went from we're doing announcements and newsletters, let's put the announcements and newsletters on our social platforms, yes. So it's the same kind of same kind of thing. I've never really thought of it this this way though, but you're right. Um, We really need to, I I had a a speech class when I was way back in college and they were talking about the um, checkers speech Mm. that Nixon had done way back when. And they were talking about how he started to utilize some of the elements of, of television with a real modest desk and talking about the puppy that he was, that they had gotten and he was going to keep. And it was, it was, he was really leveraging the medium. Whereas before they, you know, that they weren't doing that very well. Yeah. Yeah. He was
0: so, trying to be more personable because he yeah. got in a little bit of trouble uh, with the, I think it was the this is, I before I trouble. I this no, is no, this isn't, this isn't is Watergate. This is back in the McCartney days. McCarthy, McCarthy days, right? With the with the communist deal, he was a part of that, and uh, and then you know he wanted to run for election. That, that's a whole other deal. But, well, but anyway, hey, we weren't going to get
2: political here. I <laughs> we digress. I but anyway, taking that. advantage of the medium. So so what's so? Uh, you know, we're we're going to have a lot of churches listening that um, really started taking streaming seriously, and some that are just just started streaming because there it was it was it's a fact that hey people can't get in to our services we've got to do something let's throw something together so what are some of the some of the things that you can do to embrace the medium that you know is better than a, just taking a you know a shot that i had
1: yeah i think the first thing is just interactivity uh, understanding that in today's day and world the expectation is that it's a two-way conversation not a one way and you know the litmus test i have is you know if if your church service that you're quotes broadcasting is something that they could actually do on demand in the toilet in the car somewhere else where it would have no difference in experience then something's wrong you are not the church of netflix that is not your calling um, we are not supposed to just create on-demand churches. And I, I would argue back from my church online days where I was pastoring, uh, we would have theological arguments of what constitutes a, an online service. And I would say if it's completely on demand and it's just a one-way transmission, what is the difference between that and a radio broadcast or a podcast? Do you call a podcast a church service? Do you call a radio hour from a preacher it's a church service? You don't. And so what makes you think that just because it's on the internet, you think you're doing a real church service. And so that interactivity, I think is a really important thing.
2: Hmm. So the, so the churches would need to step up. If we're going to have interactivity, that means more than just a camera shot. I've got to have someone for my audience to talk to. And so I assume, you know, that means equipping, the um it's kind of like equipping greeters or or there's a role to play to be the interactivity coach or
1: absolutely um, yeah i mean think about it that's a great way to let people put faith into action and activate a whole new set a segment of your community into volunteers right um that's a that's a easy ask because you're not you're they can do it in their pajamas and they're still serving the lord right and so one of those things is you know Activating your people, it's not all on you it's not you don't have to be constrained in terms of your of your resources uh, but thinking through both the programming, the thing that you're actually broadcasting as well as the structural things like chat and texting and all these other things, there's many aspects that you can add engagement into whatever you're doing in the service.
2: Are there resources for let's say if I'm a volu- you know I'm a volunteer I've got I want to help out. Um, are there, and so they say, oh, you go log into this chat room and start talking to people. Are there resources or, or ways to best interact with, um, those online or is there training I can get or.
1: Yeah. So I think you definitely do need to have some training, right? Because first of all, it's, it's like any other volunteer team or staff team that you have. You want, you want to make sure that people who represent the church or in your service Um, actually understand the dna um, and the approaches and philosophies that you have in ministry first of all second i think you want to always give them support so that they have um backup you know support and and ways to actually triage and forward things because they can't be the be all to anyone that they encounter and so when do they refer someone to a pastor when do they refer someone to Uh, maybe a prayer ministry that's one-on-one instead of a live chat that has hundreds of people in it? You know, when do they actually refer them to um, your connections coordinator or your life groups, you know, director to get them plugged in? When do you refer them to a local campus pastor so that they can actually visit you offline? So those all those things you have to think through just like any other volunteer team. And that's where, that's, I mean, at the end of the day, um, Steve, you were saying, taking this stuff seriously then starts all these things. But you might look at it as it's added work, but actually in the other way around, it has added potential. The potential of what you've been doing already. You're already building the sermon. You're already having the host elements. You're, you're already having all that service stuff. Now the potential reach and the ROI, the return on investment for that, that investment, every single seven days production cycle, now is just you know so much richer, so much richer. Mm-hmm.
2: And and the the, the the harvest there is is people and souls, right? So yeah. there's probably we're having some people listening to our service. and well, I'm streaming, and and we have options within our platform to um, put video only or and disable all the interactivity elements of it. And most of them are, I you know, the the counter arguments. I don't have anybody to support that. Yeah. And I want to avoid trouble. I, someone's going to come into the service and they're going to disrupt things and be obnoxious. So I guess what I'm hearing from you is if you invest the resources, um, you'll reap the harvest. Uh, otherwise, it's going to be, I guess, uh, you know, a somewhat ineffectual um, medium.
1: I think you'd have to be, you have to really understand your real motivation for the church service. Is it just to serve the holy huddle country club of insiders and not have any risk for those trolls or outsiders that you're talking about? Or are you going to risk things so that things might get messy, but the, the real objective is to reach people that have not been exposed to church, not been exposed to Jesus, there are tons of people in this climate right now that are open to exploring a relationship with Jesus for the first time, and is that worth the risk? That it comes down to that question, I think.
2: So I, I checked out some of your material before, and you were kind of talking to you know the, this this whole digital outreach to uh, in the business world has existed for a while, a long time. You know, probably the closest thing that. It, that comes to an online service is a, is a webinar. And you had talked about the techniques that have been matured over the past decade or so that has allowed webinars to be more effective. And you were talking about drawing some parallels to, we could probably learn some things from them or what are some of the the things from, uh, from that world? And then why would it apply to church? And, you know, I'm not a business. Um, I, I'm just here to reach souls. Why, why would I want to do that? What are some of the things we could do and, and how would that work? Yeah,
1: so let's let's literally pick apart the webinar. Why do businesses do webinars? Because at the end of the day, they want to close a sale. And so if you think about it, and um, a webinar is a sales vehicle. At the end of most webinars, there's a clear call to action. What is the next step in order to get involved Usually it's transactional for a webinar. What is it, what does it take clearly to actually purchase or engage with my company, my product, my offering, etc. I would say the same thing needs to happen with every single church service and all the content that you put out there. Strategically, what is the call to action? What's the next step that you want someone to have? Because again, if you look at most church online services and things that people are doing online. They're publishing content, they're copy pasting and put it out there, but there's no next step. If I'm actually moved and I'm actually curious or something really struck me during some either uh, contents, sermon, some piece, and I really need to know the next step, is it absolutely super crystal clear that I can push the easy button and get whatever next step you want me to take? I would say 50% or more clearly, That is not crystal clear in church, in the church world. Um, Point me to 10 different church services that we can visit together. And most of them don't understand clearly what they want me to do as a next step. If I'm a stranger, if I'm a neighbor, if I'm not a church goer, what do you want me to do? And that, and again, that, that talks about the call to action. And it even goes back this past weekend, I was online and even with my kids they started talking about Advent and all this church language. And my kids actually asked, So, what is Advent? Like, we, we do it every year in church. Like, we talk about it every year. Like, what actually is Advent? And just that little question alone, think about it. If someone has no church experience, shows up at your church this week, and you're going through Advent and you haven't explained it, um, communion, why are we drinking out of these cups and eating bread during like church? What is that? Like people are hungry. You need a snack. It's like goldfish for preschoolers. Like don't, what, right. We don't explain to the outsider, all these strange things that we do inside the church and, you know, all those things and allowing people to understand that and taking the next step of getting the explanation, understanding what, what all this is about and what does it mean the with them? what's in it for me the with them is really important do we do we clearly share what the with them is for the attendee
2: so and as i move to my services online you know i'm i'm thinking about my in person services Even if it's not 100% obvious in an in-person service, the service is going to get and I'm going to get up and there's going to be an information table. There's going to be an usher with a badge on and I'm going to go, hey, you know, I need to get my son into, you know, I need to get into counseling or I want to take this next whatever this thing is. Those are all right there, you know. Before I leave the service, or well, these
1: friendly people just milling around, you'll bump into somebody, or you can ask. Right there's there's so many different ways offline.
2: Yeah. So, but online. So if I so if I I don't have that in my services anymore, where where everything's quarantined and you know come in this door and exit that door and stay away from everybody, and so I'm leveraging, wanting to leverage my online. What are some things that um, that we could do? In that arena.
1: Yeah, so the first I would say is texting. So you need to look at services like textinchurch.com that allows you to have digital connection cards. You can put up questions and polls and prompts during the service on the video, in the chat, so that you, you capture their information and you have outlets for them to actually continue the conversation. That's, a, that's one of the, there's many ways to do that, but that's one of the most effective ways that I think in this day and age, everyone texts, the church does not text, And this is something you need to start
2: doing. My mind went to, um, I'm thinking of, you know, we want, my wife watches Dancing with the Stars and, and, and they're even doing it in that you say, text 8777 to Lori to vote for. And so they're getting the interactivity going and the, you know, taking that somewhat Mm -hmm. next step. So it goes from being a completely passive (laughs) thing where you're just, you know, laying on the couch, watching this thing to participating. So. Yeah, that's good.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, and those are the great first steps. I think if you start to think about those questions and the things that we talked about, I think that that will start the discussions in the right direction. And it's one step at a time. Incremental gains is all you're looking for. You don't need to solve everything today, but you want to keep moving up and to the right, as we say, in this whole ministry journey.
0: Let me uh, jump in here and ask you a question. We're, uh, we've been talking about mistakes churches are making online with streaming online, and you've covered some really good things here, Kenny, you know, like the, the no interaction part and and uh, people not taking the next steps or not, not giving people an opportunity to take the next steps, as well as using language that nobody understands if you're outside the church, kind of like a secret club. But you said one thing that I, i would like to get you for an, a, at least a couple minutes here to talk about risks, <clears throat> that people aren't taking risks. Churches don't take risks. And give me an example of something that people could do, that churches could do, the church online people, uh, whatever you're doing. What is it you could do that, you know, who are taking some risks? And, and because it, it pays off. You're, you're getting in areas that like, oh, it's, it, this might be a little weird, but it pays off. So what, what's a good risk that I could take uh, when I'm doing my tr- services online?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's, you, can, you can take risks in all categories of engagement. So even from the content, where content is the most important thing, um, is mixing up how you actually deliver your sermon. Is it supposed to be a half hour, 45 minutes? I have a a coaching client that had a 55 minute sermon, you know, and in this day and age, people don't watch online videos that long. It's very rare. You know, TED talks are 18 minutes for a reason and they created that standard in 1984. We've progressed beyond that. The average YouTube video is four minutes and 20 seconds in terms of watch time. So just in content alone, um, experimenting with that. Uh, I just had a coaching client in Iowa that we were talking about potentially mixing up how they do worship music during the service. Do you front load it, back load it, intersperse it? Changing things up is a huge risk in terms of content. That would be the first, the first
0: place that I think you need to um, actually put some serious thought into. That's good. That's really good stuff. I I know of some churches that are actually doing some creative things. When you talked about interaction, uh, some of them are actually using the zoom platform, which is what we're on today, but they're also sending it to their, their, their streaming platform. Our company, you can do that with our company as well. So you can have people on zoom interacting, but then they can also, there's some people who may not want to be on zoom, but still want to be a part of things and they can watch it on your website uh, you know, on the on the streaming video chat platform, uh, that's a good way, I think, of, to mix things up too. Yeah. Absolutely. Again, it it just takes some intentionality,
1: some brainstorming, some good soundboarding partners, and then try it.
2: It's not going to hurt. Try it.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah. You you touched on something that has been very obvious to me is that um, our attention spans are going way down. You know. Um, people don't sit and read a book as much as they used to. And then they could watch a movie. And then it was, now we have a, a church service is going to last maybe an hour. You know, if it's more than an hour, then you start losing. And then um, now our attention span is down in the the seconds where we're watching Instagram videos for yes. just, you know, uh, and before we're moving on or before we get bored, you know, four minutes would be a really long time, right. On, um, looking at something that that's happening in, um, you know, the world today where people are, their attention spans are just really going down. Does, does church, as we know it, how does it fit into that new world where I don't have an hour to spend listening to somebody? Yeah, or... Absolutely,
1: I think that's, just, that's something you, you need to reckon with. And even just the format, again, the format of your service, Um, You're looking at, um, you know, we, we, in a lot of our discussions with coaching clients, we talk about, um, you know, the, the late night talk show format where they're segment driven. And um, that seems to be working right now. Um, We just had another discussion with one church uh, thinking about having a co-host type of thing where it's easier and more engaging to watch instead of a single person at a podium to actually have conversations or back and forth, just like we're doing here. Uh, this is much more engaging than if one of us just held the mic for 30 minutes. And so those those are the types of things that I think you need to start to think about. Yeah. That's good, good stuff.
2: I would think, yeah, along those same lines, you, I would start considering just how do I chunk, you know, a service that I may do on the weekend, how do I chunk that thing into, you know, two minute segments and get them out during the week. Oh, absolutely. uh, You
1: gotta stop thinking you people think in a 1D world everything has to be accomplished on one day a week and Sunday. You gotta start thinking it's a 7D world, right? You gotta go from 1D to 7D. It's seven days of time that you need to you know basically decouple, decentralize all the stuff that you're trying to do and accomplish and not put the pressure on that one hour and one day a week and and stretch it out over a stream in terms of a relationship that you
2: have with the people yeah so social and other things on the internet will allow me to um, chunk that out and spread it out during the weekend you know phones text with internet instagram social all those different things so yeah
0: yeah all right. Hey, look, we're running out of time here. Kenny Jong has been our guest. Now, Kenny, I want to, you You do a lot of things for churches and ministries. You've got a lot of products out there. Uh, tell us how people can get a hold of you. What's the best avenue that they can use to uh, to get help and, and how can you help them?
1: Sure. Absolutely. One of the best ways is uh, I co-lead a completely free uh, community for church communicators. It's called Church Communications on Facebook. Katie Allred and I uh, lead that it's a it's a resource that I think is community driven 27,000 other peers are in there helping each other get better uh, it's a very generous space um, as you guys know and just I invite if you're not part of that community find it just as a search for church communications on uh, Facebook and join it and you can tag me there and you can find me there um, I've got um, a vlog and, a, and, and I'm on all the socials Uh, If you, if you look me up at Kenny Jang as well, but um, yeah, absolutely. Love, love hanging out and connecting with the people in your audience for sure.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, Kenny, again, we always love having you on. It's been too long. We need to have you on again and uh, you know, get you to get, pick your brain on some of these things because you're definitely Absolutely. an expert at it and, and we're glad to have you uh, a part of this. Okay, so we're out of time. Uh, my name is Phil Thompson on behalf of uh, Steve Lacey here and the rest of us at StreamingChurch.tv. Again, many thanks to Kenny John. We, we appreciate your time today and uh, please take care of yourselves. Thanks for listening to the Church Solutions Podcast. We'll see you again next time. Take care.